So thank you, uh, PT, for the video. Um, so now, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. So we saw the familiar rendition of the Christmas story, the story we're all so familiar with. And we tend to translate this story by our own modern cultural interpretation. And that's reasonable enough, too, that the king of the universe would be born in a lowly stable, probably a cave, really. But today I want to focus on that part of the story that I think often gets lost in the translation. Why was Jesus born in Bethlehem? Not just merely to fulfill a prophecy. What's so significant about Bethlehem? Is there something that we're supposed to understand about this story that I think gets lost kind of in the translation down through the years and maybe overlooked? Like so much of the Bible, if we really want to understand the message, we really need to know its intention to its original audience or what those that experienced it originally thought, what meaning they saw in it. You see, to the first century Jew, there would be unmistakable meaning in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, of course, was the foretold birthplace of the Messiah, it's frequently called the city of David, but so is Jerusalem, and both rightfully so. Um, David, of course, is from the tribe of Judah. Bethlehem is the capital of Judah. So in that way, it is the city of David. His he is a descendant of Judah. Yeah, right. And Jerusalem also uh, became David's city as he had conquered it. But Otherwise, Bethlehem is a small town six miles south of Jerusalem. It was the place where shepherds tended their flocks, but these flocks had special purpose. You see, the flocks that were tended there are tended to be the sacrificial lambs for the temple sacrifice. The flocks around Bethlehem are the flocks from which the Passover lamb is chosen. When a lamb was born among these flocks, the shepherds would wrap it up in a swaddling cloth and lay it in a manger. They did this so that it didn't injure itself or run off and get injured or get trampled by other animals. They did this to keep it blemish-free so it would be an adequate sacrifice. To be born in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, is to symbolize that Jesus is indeed the Lamb of God. He's born intended to be an atoning sacrifice for our salvation and the initiator of a new covenant. In order to look at a deeper meaning here, and I promise you I'm not getting my holidays mixed up here, I know that Passover is Easter time, and you know, but we need to almost visit that story somewhat to get a grasp of what I'm trying to say this morning. And that is what the New Testament writers were trying to convey. We need to look back to the Passover story in Exodus, specifically at the Lamb, Exodus 12, 1 to 6. See, Moses commanded 
But the sacrificial lamb was to actually move into the house with the family, where it was to live among members of the family for four days, and on the fourth day to be sacrificed. Now, there are practical reasons for this. Four days is enough time for the the animal's liver to be cleansed of any toxins it might have picked up in the wild. And people in the ancient Near East frequently ate liver, and they ate it raw. So that was important. However, beyond the practical reason, there's a deeper psychological consequence. Moving a little lamb into the house is kind of like getting a puppy or a kitten. Um, Lambs are cute. They're adorable. The kids fall in love with it, and the family begins to grow attached. The sacrifice then becomes something deeply personal. It's truly meaningful. You're giving up something you really love. The blood of the sacrifice was then to be painted on the lintel, that is the top of the door, and the doorposts, the side of the door. But why? To us, this just seems strange, doesn't it? Because we're not seeing it in its native culture. You see, in order to get out of the house, you need to pass through the door, right? But in this case, this symbolizes entering into a new covenant with God. You see, we need to understand how ancient covenants work too, and we can get a glimpse of that kind of in Genesis 28, 20 to 22, when Jacob covenant cut covenant with God. And that's what it was called. It was called cutting a covenant. See, it required a sacrificial animal from both parties. The sacrificial animal was atonement, which made things right between the parties. The animal was then cut in half lengthwise, down the middle. And the parties to the covenant walked between the halves and stood between the halves. When they walked past, when they walked through, they entered into that new covenant. So in this way, walking out of the house in in the Exodus represented entering a covenant with God, a new covenant, which we call now the Old Testament. The people became God's people, and he became their God. Following the exodus from Egypt, Israel was commanded to reenact the Passover every year as an annual uh, symbol to Israel's salvation from bondage and atonement for sin. So now, back to the Christmas story here. Um, I didn't forget the holiday I'm supposed to be talking about up here, right? So, (laughs) um, Jesus was born among the Passover lambs to be the ultimate lamb of God. Although Jesus' ministry is recorded by the Bible, spans three Passovers, and hence we conclude it was probably three years. Um, And also, men were considered wise. Get this, guys. Men were considered old and wise when they reached 30 Now, I don't know about you guys, but looking back on 30, I'm not so sure I believe that any longer. (laughs) But anyway, um, 30 was the qualifying age to be a rabbi or a teacher. Um, So presumably, Jesus was 33 at the time of the cross. But I think that we can establish better dates today. 
I believe that we've identified the event that was the Bethlehem star, and it fits into an astronomical clockwork of sorts. And so if my guess is actually correct, Jesus' ministry spanned nearly four years. Now this seems like an odd rabbit trail, but bear with me here. You see, in a biblical prophecy, a year is represented by a day. So the lamb living among us for four days, the Messiah living among us for four years, and perhaps I'm reading too much into that, but the depth of the symbolism can't be missed in a lot of ways with this. In closing, as we approach Christmas this year, I contend to you that Jesus should be so deeply beloved as that lamb, that his sacrifice should be a personal one to us, that this is the gift of Christmas, and perhaps realizing that Jesus entered the world as a baby and a child living among ragged people, perhaps in this way we can gain a deeper love for our sacrificial lamb. So now, spread love into the world, love one another deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Use whatever gifts you have to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace, speak as one who speaks the very words of God. Serve with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen.